Hey, welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. Uh, Dean, I was going to have uh, an AI write a silly, Ooh. goofy opening for us for this episode. Okay. Know, kind of give us some prompts about a, an opening for our podcast. But, but no. ChatGBT was at capacity <laughs> when I tried to use it to do that. So All the alternative options either had a wait list to get in or uh, you had to yes. pay some kind of subscription Ooh, to do it. And yeah, I'm right, not going to pay for just what's no. going to be a silly bit yeah, on the show. No, right. Uh, so, you know, or may have been just, or was too complex to even just figure out. I understand. I understand. So, so I'm sorry. I don't have the the funny, clever. We've got the human version of the opening. Yes. Yes. And and in case that was muddled through. Yeah, exactly. And in case that wasn't a, uh, you know, an indicator of what we're going to be talking about, Mm -hmm. we're going to get into some of these AI tools Mm. today and the stuff that's been a big buzz around the world of, of marketing and innovation and advertising and coding. It's all these, all these new AI services like mid journey. Chat GPT, the Bing chatbot that is apparently trying to break up marriages now. <laughs> if you haven't heard that story, seriously, go look for it. Uh, we got Jody Costa back with us yes, today. We picked somebody right, that I yeah. knew was going to have some opinions about yes, this. Yes, right. And in fact, has yeah. even actually already been even using this a oh, few times. Oh, really? She has yeah. been. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'll, so we got all these questions we got to answer. We got to talk, you know, about you know what is it like? What yep. does she think of it? What's, okay. what's her experience with it so far? Yep. Is this something that can replace the marketing uh, team or dun, your dun, designers dun, dun, dun. or whatever? Yeah. Uh, we'll get in some positives and negatives about it, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about what maybe we see next. We'll do our usual well, crystal ball. But wait a minute. All the answers that we come up with are probably already old because the story changes. I know. Exactly. By the hour. Like we are, th- this is like, we're recording this episode a week before it's going to be released. <laughs> and I promise you there will be like five new news stories in the next week. It's entirely possible. AI either will have collapsed or taken over the world in that time. Who knows? <laughs> but we're going to try our best. Yeah, to get we'll, these do, answers. we'll do our yeah. best. Yeah, this yeah, could, yeah, this yeah. could be some fun historical pod maybe for, you know, and just one week old. <laughs> so, wow. You know, like this, this was the last recorded communication about, <laughs> about podcasts, about AI before, and before the machines just yeah. shut us down. Yeah. Uh, now I'll tell you one question that I'm already going to answer ahead of okay. time here though. Yes. It's not going to replace podcast hosts. Oh no. Because you know, a big part of that is you got to show up. Yeah. Right. And chat GPT didn't show didn't, up for me. There you go. So job security. I think, yeah. Boom. I think, I think we're safe at the moment. Yeah. All right. Uh, all that plus our usual value to the VAR. What's tech connecting with us. It's time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. All right, as I mentioned, we've got Jody Costa back on with us. Three, four time now. I don't know how many times you've been on the show at this point. I, I lost count. Yeah, that's, yep, that's three okay. times. We're gonna go three times. Well, I think it's three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, let's just let's be honest. Jody's a regular at this point. Uh, she is the VP of Marketing <laughs> and Strategic Partnerships at Barcoding Inc. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. We appreciate having you. What's been happening in your world lately? What's got, what's going on with you? Thank you so much for having me back. I absolutely love being on this show with you guys, and uh, really appreciate. You wanting to hear my opinions again, so uh, th- thank you. <laughs> uh, all is well here. I'm coming to you live from Baltimore at our headquarters, so you'll actually see some stuff moving around in the background, which is which is great. It's not it's not fake. There you uh, go. No AI know. there. There you go. No AI. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to dive into today's conversation. There's there's quite a bit to. <laughs> Good. Well, and and honestly, you know, my first thought was, okay, we got to find a way to get Jody back on the pod because we mm. always have to find a reason to get Jody back right. on to talk about marketing. Absolutely. And then as soon as I thought that, my immediate next thought was, oh, we got to talk about these whole AI things yes. and this whole conversation that's going on about can AI replace marketing? Yes. Do we no longer need writers yeah. or you know all this? You know, do we no longer need designers? You know? We're having an identity crisis, right? Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. on the marketing and, side. And, and the funny thing is, again, <laughs> since we decided it's been maybe about a month since we decided we were going to do this podcast and mm-hmm. booked it all and everything, mm-hmm. and came up with it. Since that time, so much has changed in this story, and I think we've already kind of hit this tipping point where it's no longer a conversation about like can people be replaced, but like how are we actually going to to use yes, this right? Do something how right? is it going to yeah. be implemented? Yeah. So a quick explainer: if for some reason you're someone who's not caught up on all this and not yeah. been paying attention to this yeah. news, 
there's all these new tools that are out there. These, there are. These open source AI enabled tools. Yep. The biggest ones probably are Midjourney, which we mm -hmm. talked about some last year. Yep. We even showed it off at Vartech, yep. which is for design, like an yeah, idea of right. you put in some prompts. You put in it, a prompt, a word or two, yeah. and it'll, it'll create an image. Exactly. Create mm -hmm. an image for you, basically. Whatever you, whatever you can imagine, it, it can find a way to create an image out of that. And then the other one, which has been much more recent, uh, since November, I think, when mm -hmm. it kind of launched and has been the big buzz and kind of really taken this whole conversation to the next level, has been ChatGPT. Yep. Uh, and that one is basically where a similar idea, except it's for writing instead, where, mm -hmm. again, you can put in a prompt, you can ask a question, yeah. and it will list out, you know, whatever it is you need. If you're saying, like, hey, I want to know what are the top five point of sale, you know, um, needs or whatever for a restaurant or something like that. It will, you know, it will scour the internet, or, like, pull some data, write and pull me a thesis in. on the time space continuum there and how go. gravity affects exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> you can think of, you'll find it. Uh, if, if for some reason you haven't seen this, I'll put the links to stuff in the show notes. Again, as I mentioned up front, though, ChatGPT has a capacity issue. Yeah. So many people are using it that sometimes right. it can be hard to get it. They do have a subscription model already mm. set up, though. That of course they can do. get you priority access, yeah. you know, because yeah, they, yeah. they had to start monetizing it. But in the meantime, you know, it's it's if you want to play around that it can be a little hard to access. Maybe I don't know if you do it in the middle of the night, maybe you have a little <laughs> easier time with it. So that's kind of where you know we're at with this. And I did want to throw out a couple quick stats before I turn this over to Jody to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a, a an, an article from the fishbowlapp.com mm, mm -hmm. that said that 27 percent of professional professionals have already used one of these AI tools. And really? Was, I think this was Chat GPT in particular. That okay. Talking about. All right. 37 percent are in marketing and advertising. Kind of makes sense. That's so, okay. So about 40 percent. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Direct connection there. And 35% of those are in the tech sector. Well, I guess 35% overall are in the tech sector. Yeah. Because I know there's been some discussion about using this for coding. People mm. found ways that they can create code from oh, this. Oh, wow. Okay. Which seems like the practical use that may actually be useful mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that maybe more All later. Right. All right. But, you know, I wanted to start with you, though, Jody, because, you know, as soon as I reached out to you about this, you did mention that you had used it a couple times. You've sent some emails to your team about it and then discussed it with them. So what's your experience been with this so far? Where, you know, what have you played with? What are you finding out about this? Just how do you feel about this whole AI, you know, marketing tools right now? Yeah, so I will preface this whole conversation with I am a well-known Luddite. Which <laughs> 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 is uh, wonderful that you're having me talk about AI, but uh, the reason that's important is that I'm, I'm much, uh, I'm an enthusiast about understanding uh, where these technologies are going. Uh, and I think this healthy curiosity, because potentially of a healthy distrust, uh, is really, really important and vital. So uh, just to back up a little bit, right, we're, we talk about ChatGPT, which launched in November. Um, this one has obviously taken the world by storm. And, and I hopped right on because I want to know, you know, what what is it? What's, what What is it going to be used for? How is it going to disrupt things? Uh, and so really, from a barcoding perspective and a Jody perspective, it was a very experimental <laughs> R&D type of situation. It was like, I just want to know what everyone's talking about. And so doing a little research um, first in trying to understand what is you know, a learning, a large learning model and how is it trained and what is it, you know, kind of the, the backstory, what's the back, uh, the, the backing, the company that's behind it, right? And I think that's something that um, is really important for marketers to keep in mind that open AI, there is a company behind it, right? And that company has its own mission. And the mission is actually much larger than building a chatbot, right? Or building a tool for marketers. Their mission is artificial general intelligence, right? And so know that as you participate and as you jump into using these tools, you're contributing right information and data into that overarching goal of, of artificial general intelligence, which is a whole nother ballgame that we will not get into today. But I think it's important for all professionals to kind of take that step back and just say, okay, do I really understand what it is I'm about to play with and like how it's how it's been built and how it learns and and that way I can know exactly how to use the outputs. So when it launched, kind of saw a lot of the buzz, got excited about it, hopped on, made an account, and just started dabbling myself, uh, just putting in some very simple prompts. Um, tell me the difference between an AGV and an AMR, for instance, right? Um, tell me how automation will impact uh, warehousing in the future. You know, sort of little blog prompty kind of things. Um, but it became very clear that there's 
the outputs are, they seem magical, right? I mean, it is amazing. You can put something in and you're just, boom, you get this very natural sounding response almost instantaneously. You're watching it, right? It's, it's really fascinating. Um, you can ask it, I, which I did, you can ask it to write you poetry. <laughs> uh, so as some of you guys know that that's a uh, part of my background in, in writing. So I asked it to write a poem uh, to get our, our entire company excited for our January kickoff conference and shared that out and said, chat GPT has wrote, wrote you a poem to get you excited about this conference. So we have done a lot of dabbling um, in general, when I did send it out to the company to kind of start to get their feet wet, it was really around content generation, brainstorming um, types of use cases. So if you're stuck and you can't seem to get off that just blank page, what maybe ChatGPT can give you a starting point. Um, but in no, in no way, shape and form, did I encourage folks to kind of take that output and then publish directly. So we are in experimental mode. We're, we're testing it out. Um, we know that we're part of OpenAI's kind of larger vision just by contributing to this. And uh, we're trying our best to keep up with all of the fast paced um, technical underpinnings of what these AI models are really bringing to the table. What I found fascinating is, you know, th this phrase, you still need to know what to ask in order for it to turn yeah. out well. Yep. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that's a pretty powerful concept. Like right. if you're, and, and, but it's true because I've dabbled a little bit with it as well uh, as Jody has. And, and if I'm not asking the right thing, it's, it's garbage in yeah. garbage. Yeah. And I know we'll get to that, I guess uh, a little bit, but, but it is fascinating what you can do with it. And I'll, I'll give another use case because uh, we were working with Intel on, on a couple things in the lead up to one of our events. And we asked it some very direct questions about our industry. Like, this is what we asked to create 10 questions which should train the VAR salesperson to ask stakeholders to gain interest in doing a project around WMS. You know, so like that, some that's specificity a, there. That's yeah. very specific in it. And in, in so it listed 10 things. What are your challenges and pain points in order fulfillment process? How do these challenges impact your business? So, I mean, it listed out 10 right, of it. So right. it's like, you know, if you know what to ask it, I guess, and, and, and if you know, if you, I don't know, it's, it's all about what you're asking it, I guess, is part of where I landed. Right. And the effectiveness of what you're going to get out of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What I are agree. your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask our next question here okay. and have right. Jody respond to this first before okay. I get into my experience with it. Oh, okay. it Fair so enough. Far, because I think it's going to tie very much into what we're going to talk about next Fair year, enough. Yeah. which is because of this, you know, as this stuff, you know, has taken off, as I mentioned, there's been this conversation that started about, well, do we even need writers anymore? Mm. Do we need designers? Right. Do we need marketers? Right. Do, you know, on the, again, like I said, there's some coding. It's been, do we need a coder anymore? Like, so these questions are starting to pop up about, which is, always cracks me up whenever there's some new innovation. Yeah. Someone inevitably says, is there somebody whose job we can replace? Right. Either that or they're panicked. Oh, my God, is somebody going to replace my job with this? <laughs> so all that conversation has been kind of happening lately. So I, I feel like we've kind of already reached a point where we sort of know the answer to this. But let's clarify it anyway. Yeah, do we, right. Jody, do we think marketers or creative types like us should be concerned at all about this technology replacing us in any way? I actually think it's a yes and a no. So I think for sure this technology disrupts career paths uh, in writing, marketing, design. Uh, there's just no doubt about it because um, of the efficiencies that can be gained and kind of the the what the output can you know what the chat gpt can bring to the table or any kind of large learning model for that matter um, the ai is already get, getting to a point where um, you could certainly see that if you didn't have uh, a care in the world for for quality you could start churning stuff out right i mean faster than ever and i think that's you know that's where the yes comes in right could you potentially down the road foresee a time where um traditional types of roles could be obsolete. Uh, I think the answer, you have to kind of visualize that and say, yeah, there is a potential that certain types of roles could get outsourced to AI. But that doesn't mean that the that the marketing profession, the design profession goes away. Because as Dean mentioned, you have to have good brand strategy. You have to have a good understanding of what you're trying to do in order to get the most out of these tools. Because today they are tools, they are simply tools. Um, and so if you don't have that good foundation, you are not going to get the most out of these tools. And then in fact, if you go back to that whole concept of like, do we really know how these 
um, learning models were built, what they were trained on, you'll find if you do a little digging, right, the data set is actually not as big as you might think in terms of what they actually were trained on. And then you'll realize that they were only trained on a, you know, a certain amount of data for a certain amount of time. So like Jasper AI, right, which is uh, an AI built to really professionally help bloggers and marketers build content, right? If you go and look, Jasper's training ended in 2019. Jasper does not know that COVID-19 happened. Right. Point. Jasper does not know this. Jasper. Um, so that's a so critical Jasper, fact, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yes. Kind it's of a little kind thing of that happened. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah are humans are humans replaceable? No, because these large these, these training, these uh, AIs are trained on a certain amount of data. And so you are always going to need someone, an expert to go back through the outputs and make sure it's factual. Um, make sure it makes sense. And from a marketing standpoint, make sure it's on brand um, and what, what you're trying to do. The search engines are still going to reward you for quality. They're not going to reward you for spitting out a lot of AI content that's stuffed with keywords. They're still not going to reward you for that. So, so I think that, yes, there may be some roles um, in, in task automation that could change how marketing teams are, are built because AI will be a component of it. But no, it doesn't do a direct replacement of our profession because humans still buy from humans and they, these tools still need a lot of human intervention to make sure that they're that what they're producing is accurate and factual. That's fair. You yeah. know, and, and yeah. when I was thinking about uh, as well, like, are, are, is it really going to replace things? I was trying to think of who's going to be the most impacted. And I kind of drifted towards from a marketing perspective agencies, right? So agencies have multiple disciplines within an agent. They've got, they've really literally got, you know, writers, whereas maybe a small SMB VAR, if you're the marketing department, you're wearing a lot of hats, right, you know, right. if you do graphic design, you're probably also writing copy. You're probably also doing a little bit, of maybe even programming on the right, website, right. right? Yeah. And things of that nature. But if you're an agency, you've got silos for people like that. Right, and so right. now if you've got a chat GPT that can really write Right, you know, in, in interesting information. Does that have an impact on the writing aspect of it or the graphic design? Does it mean instead of having five writers, you only need three? Three, you know, exactly. Or two or because yeah. bingo, that's yeah. what I'm thinking to myself. Like, does it does? And I think that's kind of where Jody was going. Where yes and no. Yes, it may have an impact on some of those folks, but not overall. You're still going to need the human interface right, right. Uh, in it as well. Plus, I think we're we're you know right now, if I were to think of the impact. I think Jody's wise to look at it, you know, I don't know, three, five years down the road. But right now, you can still tell. Yeah. You can still, yeah. especially from a graphic standpoint, if you if you see the output of MidJourney, it, there's no doubt that that was a graphic, you know, an AI created graphic. Right. You know what I mean? It's starting to become it, obvious. It's got when a look. See, it's got a, you yep, know, it, it's right? starting to become obvious. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if that sustains or not, right. but but for right now, it's easy to pick it out. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I think that that, that kind of goes into the flow. If it's going to have a certain look or a certain nuance to it, well, then people are going to pick up on it and then you can, you know, deviate around that. Yeah, but it, yeah. it, it's interesting. I don't know your yeah. thoughts. So yeah. I'll share a little bit of my experience here. The first time <clears> I really tried this out because again, I haven't had too many opportunities to use it because it's hard to get into most of yeah. the time. And now, what was your disposition going into it? Like, I'm going to thwart this thing? Or? No, it wasn't. It was just like, oh, crap, you know, like, am I in trouble here? I mean, and, right, it was one of those things like, look, I know I knew, I know I do enough different types of things yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. there's other things I can pivot to. But right. I did start thinking about from the writing aspect, for yeah, instance, right. you know, are people going to stop relying on me for, for writing? Right. Yeah. So the last time I had to write an ebook, I kind of went in and like gave it a prompt because it was a topic I didn't know a lot about. Okay. I gave it a prompt to give mm -hmm. me some information about, like, you know, what are some top pain points in this particular market and industry and, and type of situation. And it spit out some stuff for me. And I found myself looking at it and I, I looked at it and said, you know, there's some good stuff here. So copied and pasted it over. But I immediately found myself going, all right, I need to edit this. I need to change mm -hmm. that up a little bit. This isn't quite our style of how we usually write this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. It's it doesn't fit the brand. It doesn't where, fit where the Jody brand. Was yeah, going, there's a right? little too much wordiness yep. here. Grammarly even had some issues with some of the mm -hmm. stuff, you know, mm -hmm. when I was running it through that. There's another AI type programmer that mm -hmm. I use there. And so there, there was a lot of little things I found myself changing. And what I realized when I was done, I was like, well, 
this basically did the same thing that would happen if I if I gave this project to a freelancer. Every now uh, and then we'll give one of these writing projects to a freelancer for really uh-huh, overwhelmed. Uh-huh. And usually when I do, they'll give it back to me. And inevitably, the same process. I go through an editing process. You yeah, got to prove. Like, you got to, yep. Exactly. Mm, I'm yep. never going to just take what they gave me, send it on to a designer, and that's mm-hmm, the finished product. Because mm-hmm. they don't, again, quite know our process the way I know it and the way we know it. Mm-hmm. So I've still found myself going through a whole editing process. And I'm like, well, it's no different than that. So yes, in that sense, that's where I think like you can't you can't just get rid of all of the writers. You can't get rid of all the designers. Mm-hmm. Does it mean, yes, that some businesses might decide to downsize a little bit and, and have fewer well, people? Because, agencies, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. agencies would be up. But yeah, like in some, like in our situation, where we've only got a couple people that are doing that anyway. Not going to happen. You can't afford to take one away because yeah. you still need somebody on that back end that's going to be doing that. But and what it that, may do is amplify the amount of production that we can exactly, do, right? right? And hopefully Hopefully that's not like that's one of those things where I'm like, you know, it can do that. But hopefully there's businesses don't start thinking that that means yes, to expect more. I like, got you. That's, right. that's the downside I worry mm. about is someone's going to say like to their staff writer or designer, yeah. like, well, now I expect you to you put are doing twice four as blogs much. a month. Now yeah, with exactly. ChatGPT, you should be able to do 16. Exactly. Because yeah. I hate to say it. Sometimes that editing process takes as long or longer sure. than the writing process sure. does. Sure. Especially if you're someone like me who's always you yeah. know, second guessing himself yeah, a million right. times before you, you know. <laughs> are ready to put something out, you know, and, and be published. Right. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. And the other part is what you guys have both mentioned, <clears> which is, and I know this especially on the design side, which is the idea that someone with a designer's mind mm-hmm. is going to understand what does and doesn't look right and know what kind of prompts and questions mm. and types. Of, like, And that's the skill right there. It really is. Yeah. Like, if you recall when, when Cordy was in here with yes. us, when yes. first introducing us to Mid-Journey now, last year. Now we're summer, talking about the image. Yeah, yes. Which when is he was showing us yeah. Mid-Journey last year and we were talking all about it, I think he had come in for a podcast and we're, or maybe we were filming Bon Appetit yep. or something. I don't know yep. what it was. And he's showing us this stuff and we're all like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Clearly, Cordy is someone with a designer's mind yep. who understands he knows what to ask, like depth of field, right. and pixels, yes. and all that stuff. Things that would never occur to me because I'm not a designer. He's adding that kind of prompts in and I making it even wholeheartedly better agree with you. So yeah. I think the difference is this is where like you know you can't replace the creativity, you can't replace the authenticity, you can't replace what people have been trained to know. Yeah, because those people are going to have to give that kind of clarity to these AI projects. Because yeah, yeah sure, someone can just easily go in and say like, I want an ad oh, for a barcode th- scanner yeah. in a warehouse, and it'll give you something. But it's going to be as tacky and generic probably as it can get. Whereas a real designer <laughs> that can was be like, me. That was me. So when exactly. I st- first started playing with it, I'm like, baseball player on moon with beer. And right. and that's as much as I could communicate. <laughs> and of course, the AI, you know, dumped out something. something. Yeah. But to your point, a designer, oh, well, we're going to use this in an ad. Okay, well, then it needs to have this additional prompts, exactly. these additional prompts, so whatever, clarity on pixels, 16 by 9, uh, in in the form of, or right. in, the, in the, you know, yeah. It, it, I don't know how to ask yeah. those questions. So, so, I, I, so you're saying the skill is still is, is in its in your ability to you know, put in the right information to get out of it. Yes. You know, quality or stuff. to find some way to uh, get on the writing side, mm. you know, change and edit in order to create a voice that speaks about you, know, yeah, you, right. your company, your yeah. tone, your feel. That's something you're never going to get an AI to replicate. I don't, I don't yeah. think you can, unless you were training your own personal AI for your company, you're oh. never going to get it to write in the style of, of who you I never are. I even thought brand, about a personal know? AI. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that Jody, could be Jody, do you have too, a personal so. AI yet? Like your own little... <laughs> not, not yet. Um, but I do think that's probably where the spirit of the whole yeah, AI right? industry is going is that, you know, you have that general intelligence that can do multifaceted tasks, right? Versus like a pointed task. But I, I love what you guys are talking about because I think the, the key to using the tools today is really truly understanding how to get the most out of what you're asking and that back and forth. So the, the, the chat, chat GPT is never going to ask you back. Tell me a little bit more about why you're asking that question so I can better refine my output, right? If I have a conversation with my designer and I say, I want this design, right? I, I hope every single time my designer comes back to me and says, why, what are you trying to do? And has a list of 50 questions for me before they ever create the actual output. So that is still a gap with with these AI models that are looking to increase um, the speed of productivity around writing and design. Yes, you will get an output quickly, but if you don't do the back work to get the right prompt in, that output is, to your point, John, going to be rather generic, stilted, 
not on brand and really not going to uh, probably accomplish the goals that you have for that campaign or that um, that ad or that blog. Um, I think that you can use these tools though. And, and there's been, if you go on, uh, there's been a lot of people on LinkedIn kind of posting some really good prompts um, yeah. that include like using this framework. I need this kind of result back. Um, I've used it for a features and benefits chart, like chart, chart out or bullet out some features and benefits for me. Um, you can ask it maybe for some inform, you know, some starting point on topic clusters. Uh, keyword research, things like that, where it's a starting point and you just kind of need to get the ball rolling. Um, that's not as like uh, full content based, but is more research based. Um, so there, there are some different um, ideas out there on the, the right types of prompts to get good outputs out, but that's exactly right. You better have your strategy uh, in place before you go to the tool, because otherwise what you're going to get back is not going to be It'll be a good starting point. It'll be a good very first rough draft. But John, you'll have to do a ton of editing to get it to where you need to be. And I kind of that's where I want to kind of get into this <clears throat> conversation about the positives and negatives mm-hmm. of using mm-hmm. these tools. Mm-hmm. And because that reminded me of a, a hilarious LinkedIn post I came across, which again, all these <laughs> there's there's a lot of links here of different articles we're pulling from that I'm going to share in the show notes. Uh, so someone named uh, Edie Bidani shared a post about, you know, basically her feelings about these AI tools and what you see out of them. And the post starts with a picture of Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story 2. When you see the buzzes in the toy aisle where there's like, you know, they're in their cases, like the original right. cases. Yeah, you buy yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a whole room of them. They all act exactly the same and think exactly the same. Okay. And she, so it's, it says underneath the picture of just Buzz, I wrote this post using nothing but AI. And the next picture is the whole toy aisle of nothing but the Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> so her point being, and, and then her, basically her post starts with, this is my LinkedIn feed for the last month. So basically, like, everybody's doing the same thing, and it all and starts gotcha. looking the same. The same. Mm-hmm. And I think that hits on Jody's point earlier right, about right. if you're not asking the questions. Like, if you if you did give that project to a designer and said, here's what I want you to do, and they weren't the kind of designer that knew to ask questions, somebody that was either just not inclined to do that or had no particular interest in going above and beyond, mm-hmm. they would churn something out this basic. And it's the same thing that 50 other designers who didn't ask the question would churn out the same way, too. Mm-hmm. And that is part of, I think, of where a, a big negative potentially with this if your plan is to do this without any kind of additional oversight, without any kind of plan, you know, any kind of ideas built around it, or again, the people that are willing to go do the back end work either to clarify and, you know, and and give it more depth and understanding or do that editing on the back end. Mm-hmm. Because to your point, if if five different businesses ask the same question or ask for the same type of thing, suddenly you're gonna see five different companies that are all putting out the exact, the exact same marketing same piece. Yeah, right. It's going to yeah. be obvious. Like, yeah. you didn't really... You, There's not, no differentiation Not only did you here, not right? have yeah. a person do this, but you didn't even bother, <laughs> you know, clarifying and making it a little yeah, bit different. Yeah. So, well, did maybe you have something you want to add there? Go ahead, Jody. Oh, I was going to add, too. I think that's where, you know, in, in at least my perspective, that's where some brands can really start to shine because you, you are transparent. Like, we're bringing AI into the team um, and maybe the authorship is not authorship anymore as we know it. Maybe it's team uh, based or it's authored by AI and edited by a certain subject matter expert. Um, but I think actually coming right out and being like, we're going to be starting to leverage these tools so that you know where we got this information, just like you would cite any other source. I think that's also going to help companies stand out uh, from this you know, vast array of content that's going to start pouring out from all these AI platforms. Yeah. Boy, that's another good angle. I mean, should we start tagging content either visually or otherwise? Hey, this is partially generated by AI. Right. So that's that's a really good point. Uh, So where I was going to go is, you know, yeah, as marketers, I guess we kind of need to learn the tool set. You know, I can remember back when, you know, whatever, the, the whole online thing first began and you know, uh, marketing entities started hiring on and or gaining the skill sets of analytics, you mm-hmm. know, Google mm-hmm. Analytics and just any analytics on digital marketing. And that became a thing, right? right? Because then you learned it and then you tweaked your message and or whatever. Yeah, that adaptability. like Adapting to, to the fly, analytics. Yeah. And so maybe this isn't going to be too wildly different than that. Maybe you, right. you're going to have somebody on your team that is the AI 
you know, expert who can mm-hmm. utilize the tools, generate content, but it still kicks back to the team so that it makes sure that it, it meets the brand or we can tweak it to, to the way that we are trying to execute right. off of our strategies right. and our tactics. So really, really interesting. You yeah. know, maybe yeah. this becomes a person or yeah. a job could, or a role. Be. Here we right? go. Here we go. Look at that. I'm Technology creating jobs. Yeah. Instead of there you go. I'm the like AI it, yeah. uh, person. Of it. But it's really interesting. <laughs> Should we start tagging it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Are people going to want to know? Oh, this was generated. Well, you to know, your point, like, you know, the mid-journey stuff, like you're starting, like I'm starting to know it. Like when I you see, see it, it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was clearly generated by an AI today, of some sort. Yeah. Today, yes. Yeah. But now, maybe five years yeah, from now, it, it'll do photorealistic right. yeah. that. You exactly. Know. I hope that's not the it's case already getting, kind of getting I mean, close, it, looks, so. it looks really good as it is. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying that for some reason, there's, I don't know, there's some kind of a sheen to it, some kind of a... Yeah. A little je ne sais quoi, you know, that yeah, I just yeah, can't yeah, yeah. quite figure out. That I'm like, Absolutely. yeah, I, I notice this isn't this isn't quite what I would expect if if a person was actually doing it themselves. Yeah. So, well, and on Blue Star Nation, we just launched a, a yep. story about we utilizing did. some of these tools, and that, and and you'll see in there that James and James, <laughs> two Jameses, <laughs> you know, they they utilize the tools, and, and one of them they asked, you know, for a, for a guy in a warehouse or surrounded by boxes, right? And right. the image is is awesome, yeah. But it looks like AI. Yeah. You know, it, it looks like it was, well, maybe I've been playing with it too yeah, much and now I exactly. know what AI looks but like. To but to that point, is it's, it's it, they are kind of setting a groundwork. <clears> and again, I'll have that link in the show notes because I highly recommend checking it out. If you are thinking about doing this oh, man. for your marketing, That's a especially, great article. especially I think for, like, for small VARs who maybe, you know, they know they need to do some marketing. They don't know Absolutely. where to start. They don't have anyone on staff who has any kind of real design chops to do this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And they're looking for some help. I think this can be a great place for you to start. And differentiate you from other small bars yep. that are not going to do this at well, all. To Jody's so. point, it's a Kickstarter, right? Yeah. If you utilize it as kind of like, oh, I got the blank page. That is so hard to deal with from a writing right, standpoint. Right. You know, I'm going to put in some prompts. I'm going to get it going, get the ball rolling. Maybe that's a good way to yeah. utilize it. So point. that's kind of uh, that's kind of my, one of my positives. There I you think go. There is for the small business to help them mm. get started. Jody, mm-hmm. you know, for you, what do, what else do you see? Like, if you're thinking about positives, negatives here, where else do you think? that this technology can be beneficial and really help us out? And what are some other, is there any other places where we should be cautious about this? Yeah, Yeah, so I, of course, in the spirit of this chat, asked ChatGPT for (laughs) its own version of its Nice, well played, Jody. well played. So so ChatGPT says that uh, some of the benefits are enhanced customer engagement. So those conversational chatbots and virtual assistants that we've been talking about to drive sales and loyalty. Uh, chat GPT also says improved content creation, like we've been talking about high quality content, um, save on resources. Uh, it says better audience insights. So analyzing interactions, um, helping to optimize marketing strategies, and then also increased efficiency, right? So the automated automation of, of marketing tasks so that marketers can focus on more strategic activities probably a very common thing in our world because we say this about AMRs and HPDs, right? All day long is the automation, let the automation do the repeatable tasks, let the humans do the creative and strategic ones. Um, so that's what chat GPT says. And, and, you know, I put in a really basic prompt, so I'm sure it could have gotten a little more specific for me. Um, but I do think honestly, the sky's the limit in terms of how you might leverage these AI platforms. ChatGPT right now is free. There is a pro, a pro version or a, a paid version so that when you run into the capacity issues, you could kind of um, start to uh, pay to get a, a get around that. But uh, for the most part, I can mostly get into it for free still. Um, Jasper and other tools like we've been mentioning are paid subscriptions. So that's going to be, you know, from a, a you know, marketing seat, you're going to have to evaluate your tech stack budget again. Right, which one of these tools are going to be important to bring on um, in order to get some of these benefits? Uh, but I've also seen a proliferation of people just like popping up, like, "Oh, we just built this new uh, integration between ChatGPT and HubSpot. Like, download today!" Right? You see a lot of this stuff has popped up in the last month or so, and those I actually there was one I brought it to my HubSpot technical consultant and I said, "Hey, like, what do you think about this?" Because of course, the hype you get all excited, you want to like leverage everything all at once. And um, his first thought was, well, they don't make it clear what they're doing with the data, who's owning the data, how they're, how they're in, how are they using your data inside your HubSpot instance, who, and, and really what's going to, what are the security concerns, all that stuff. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, right. Like, 
remember the basics here, right? We're still talking about the fact that there is um, a data component. And I do think some of the risk factors are on that side of the equation. So how do customers feel about you starting to use this content or to use their data in a chat, right? Are they aware that they're chatting with ChatGPT versus a human? And do they know how that data is going to be used in, or, in order to further segment advertising or personalized advertising to them? Um, you know, there's been lots of talk around the personalized advertising space with AI. I mean, what are, what are our rights to... Do I, am I signing on to get people to just make me want to buy more things all the time? Right? Like, and how is that used? So I think from a, um, from a data standpoint, that's a, a risk factor. The other parts are what we've already talked about, right? Just making sure that we're not pumping out low quality stuff that doesn't have good authority, that's infactual, um, or that's not really going to really support your overall marketing goals or your brand, but tons of great possibilities. As long as we understand the the technical structure of what's really happening, what's really at work, who owns what, what are the risks? I think if we go into it with eyes wide open, there's a lot to be gained. Really good points, though, and we could drill into like five of those that she oh, just yeah. brought up easily. Uh, but the but the leveraging of the data is really you know duh. I just had that moment too as well, Jody. It's like yeah, this is one on one stuff. So if I sign on to have whatever the chat integrated into our HubSpot, well, that company is now learning from everything that we're putting into yep. it. What are they and doing with that? They're What's the benefactors. Yeah, not exactly. well. I am a little bit, and then of course the right. tool I guess is going to get better. They're and, probably and getting a lot more out of it than you do, though. But yeah. they're gonna they're gonna pour an oracle on me, and they're gonna yeah. go to the next distributor or whatever, and say, "Oh yeah, we got this fabulous one that's right, already right. learned your whole world, yep. right?" Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's not to my benefit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Jody, you mentioned it up front. You know, the whole idea of like you know understanding like what's the purpose behind this being out there, you know, and, right. and, yeah. and, you know, and, and when chat GPT came out, you know, like they were pretty clear about what they were trying to do and what they were trying to accomplish. Mm. But there's, again, you know, when, while I was doing my research, I was, I, I know what it was when I was looking at, um, when I was trying to do chat GPT yesterday, like mm -hmm. or a couple of days ago, just to like, you know, come up with a fun opening or whatever. And it was that capacity. I was like, all right, what other options do I have? And I literally found an article that was like 10 options to 10 other options. <laughs> if chat GPT is at capacity, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> And again, I looked through all of them, and they were either ones that like just seemed either they were ones that I was going to pay money for. Mm. They were ones that I couldn't access unless you sign up for a wait list and a trial that was going to take you a couple of months to get in, or it was ones that just kind of felt a little sketchy. Yeah, right. And yeah. just like yeah. were like didn't didn't have like a clean interface. It was just like a website with a bunch of ads all over it, and like <laughs> where there's mystery, here, there's yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. And that Somebody got me thinking. I'm just like. Money. You know, there's oh, going to be a lot of competition for this yeah. because, again, these folks are going to have to start monetizing it some way. There's going to be like a paid aspect to it. Yep. And and so there's going to be all these imitators that will pop up and say, hey, you can do it for free on our site. Mm -hmm. But to your mm -hmm. point, what does that really mean? What yeah. Nothing's what, free. Yeah, exactly. They're learning Nothing's from free, you, right. and then they're going to leverage that in some other way. It's the West. Exactly. I mean, it really is. It's so, you know, you go back to all of your, your regular business practices, right? Do your research focus on how it's going to affect your processes and your people, like all the same traditional stuff still applies here, even though there's a lot of hype and you can feel yourself getting really excited. You kind of just have to come back down and be like, all right, let me just take um, a little bit more of an objective stance. And I mean, they, you know, it, there's more stuff happening every day, right? Microsoft's being launches and every, you know, one article the day it launches, the, the, the journalist is saying, this is the next greatest thing since sliced bread. Google's got a red alarm. Microsoft wins, blah, 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 right? Day one. Next day, freaking journalist comes back and says, I had the weirdest, craziest, creepiest conversation with this AI, and I'm really worried about humanity, right? right. Literally, it was like, <laughs> first day. That's a 24-hour news cycle day, right there. Yeah, right? I am concerned for humanity. And so this is just, this is what we are all like, we got to ride this wave. We've got to figure it out. But I mean, know that, um, know that the companies who are producing these tools may not have put in place the guardrails that you would do to protect yourself and your customers. Right. So know that you are in, it, it's a wild world and the, there may not be those guardrails that we're used to in some other more established places. And, it requires us to have a little bit more understanding and to do our research. 
know, know, the other part of this equation, too, and the last kind of negative I have about this and where this might get kind of blown up over the next few years mm -hmm. is now we're starting to also hear these conversations about, and Jody, you mentioned early on, the idea of, like, how was how was these things trained? How How did we... You know, what data set was it given? Mm -hmm. How big was that data set? How recent was that data set? Mm -hmm. Again, now the other part of the conversation starting to come up is, did the data set that they have access to, did it access that legally? And mm -hmm. is, it, is it allowed to They're the to lawyers use coming in, and just you, like I talked I think, about the other so day. You mentioned, yeah, yeah, a couple episodes ago that, yep. you know, like Getty Images was suing Absolutely. one of them because they were, you know... Used like 12 you, million of their you, images. You grabbed our right. images without yep. our permission. Yeah. Well, now yesterday, literally yesterday, as I'm prepping for this, I come across <laughs> an article that's, because again, this is all changing every day, that says that apparently Wall Street Journal and CNN are among uh, several media outlets that were... <laughs> Basically <laughs> named by Chat because someone actually asked Chat GPT, where'd you get your sources? And it named all these outlets and included those, Bloomberg, oh TechCrunch, Forbes. Oh boy. Yeah. And now Wall Street Journal and CNN are basically saying, yeah. We're not sure that you legally have the right to That's that. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like are is it okay for you to be sourcing stuff from us? And they're kind of saying, like, well, we just use it for the training. Yeah. It's not like we're taking it and disseminating it straight back out and claiming that it's ours. Mm -hmm. But you get you start getting into some sketchy territory and you start getting into some legal territory. Oh, the Lawyers are going to have a heyday exactly. with this. Oh my lord! So I have yeah. a feeling. Why like, would a tangled web we weave? Exactly. <laughs> like we're not done with this. People are going to start seeing potential dollar signs or ways that they oh can, for sure they can sue these companies and say like, well, you you shouldn't have been accessing yeah. and using our material, even if they asked or something. I don't know. So, I so think that's there's, one there's of my negatives, to, though. To, is like, there. what if we start getting into this and we start depending on it? It, it turns into this crutch, yeah, and a, and a crutch that could be taken away, you know, because right. now you're utilizing tools. Are we going to stop training people on this stuff? Right. Are we stop teaching, you know, yeah. people how to write properly yeah, exactly. or design we'll be, well. Yeah. We'll just let the AI get it to a certain point. You know, research goes away because yeah. research is done by the Chat GPT or or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know. You it's know, there point. are some you know interesting aspects negative yeah, the, on, on that front. Yeah. So, all right. Well, then let's let's talk about maybe then what what could happen next. Let's let's put the you know the the um, you know prognostication yes. glasses yes. on. Yes. Look at our crystal ball. What do we think is going to happen next, Jody? Where do you see this this going? This we are obviously in a new frontier, and there is something there is stuff to be excited about here. But what does happen next, given that we've already seen so much volatility in this over just a few <laughs> months? Where do you think we're going next? What happens now? Yeah, so uh, I, I think I already prefaced, but in the spirit of prefacing and disclaimers, Jody is not an AI scientist. <laughs> <laughs> has only the most basic rudimentary, uh, you know, uh, chat PT-based understanding of this world. But um, I will say one of the one of my favorite um Substack, you know, writers um, writes for what's called the Convivial Society, and it's this great um, exploration of technology and society, uh, and, he, and he goes through a lot of different topics. And so, um, I bring that up because I often look to people like that to kind of help me understand kind of the macro level where this where these things might go. And what was interesting about the ChatGPT integration with Microsoft was it brought back up these conversations around AI sentience, um, AI feelings, uh, because that's the natural place where people's brains go, like, where is this heading, right? Well, even if that isn't going that direction, like even if the AI hasn't reached those levels, people's perceptions as these chatbots get more and more pro uh, proficient in our language, we will still feel like that's the case. And no one knows what the ramifications are for that in terms of our us as humans right so at the macro level i'm super fascinated in reading like how people are are thinking through this and and understanding it at the more marketing level um where we're going i mean i do think you have to embrace um, these tools so that you are prepared i do think that the marketing teams who understand that this is going to be a component of their world are in better position to compete than those who don't. Um, just like we would counsel a company to, to embrace automation in their, in their warehouse, we, it's the same on the marketing side. We have to embrace automation, um, but we have to do it in a strategic way and we have to do it with open eyes and, and really what's best for our customers. But to me, I, I will be personally looking for ways to continue to leverage these tools to become a better marketing organization for the company um, so that we can do better by our customers. But um, I don't want to use these tools to just spit out more, 
right? That that's you know the quantity is not what I'm interested in, but I am interested in the quality and some of the efficiency gains. So macro level, God only knows. Marketing level, um, really interested to see how AI becomes part of the team. That's really smart take there, yep. Jody. I, I couldn't agree with it more. I mean, we're already consuming it, right? Whether you like it or not. So I'm in a fantasy football league, and and I get a spit out. Well, during the season, you get a spit out of, and it's obviously written by AI, right, but it's right. it, it's it's like a story yeah. of of how your week went. Right. Oh yeah. well, Landry's legacy crack, played yeah. Yeah. whatever. Jacks blah blah blah, and because of the da 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 da, and it's like a cute little story. It's two paragraphs, right, right. right? But I read it and I get a chuckle every now and then. But it's <laughs> Totally AI. <laughs> so we're already consuming it. We already know that right. it's there. I think it's smart to, to understand the tools, uh, become profi- somewhat profit, not not like, right, we don't all have to be uber AI scientists yeah. and know how to, you know, the back end, but yeah. we got to know that it's out there and how to utilize it and how companies are going to yeah. utilize it. That's the smart way. Because, you know, if there are some benefits out there, as we've discussed here, maybe maybe it is. It gets us a little bit better on the research side, and we can come up with smarter articles and things of that nature. Yeah. Then that's a benefit, yeah. right? And so we got to leverage it for yeah. those. Anyway. Meanwhile, when I was a fantasy football yes. commissioner, I was out there oh, like, at one point writing weekly. Summaries you were doing the weekly and sending them to the league of like you know, <laughs> like you know, we're, but, but then, oh, you know, I'm I could sorry, play, I, I did not mean to rub salt in the wound. No, 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 there. no. it's it's fine because again, I read those myself, and I'm like, one yeah. thing, I'm just like, that's never near as good as what I would have done, no, but. But the other part of it is I just stopped doing it because no one really cared that much. It was something uh, I was doing more for me than for anyone else, I yeah. think. But no, to sharpen your skills, right? Yeah, yeah Absolutely, exactly. absolutely. Uh, oh, but yeah, to, to Jody's point, I'm not an AI scientist either. No. I, 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 I honestly have no clue about what this all really means or where it could go. Mm-hmm. And, that, and honestly, I, I think that's the other part of it too. I think even the people who do know a lot about this, I think – where this is going to go, we just we don't we don't currently get it. Like we don't really know. No, like, we don't. I mean, it's like it's any technology. So fast. Yeah, it's like yeah. any tech. You know, this new innovative tech comes out. We all have these grand ideas of what it's going to do, mm-hmm. and then you know, fast forward a decade, what it actually has done is completely different than what we thought. You That's know? right. Like it's yeah. it's it yeah. never turns out the way we think it's going to, right. or yeah. it rarely does at yeah. least. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of stuff that we're just we can't even conceive of how we might be using this in later. The only things I can think of when I started thinking of like what could happen, like. To your point, you mentioned HubSpot earlier. Mm-hmm. I can see a lot of integrations with other tools happening. And mm-hmm. I think that's honestly where this probably will start becoming most beneficial for people is figuring out how can we integrate this kind of technology into the tools that we as marketers or utilize. salespeople, whatever, yeah, right. already utilize. Exactly. So to your point. Or engineers. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, I think it's you know, ubiquitous in exactly. its ability. So to your point, HubSpot. We use HubSpot you know, for a lot of our marketing mm-hmm. stuff. I love the idea of thinking, like, is there a way there could be a tool built in there that makes it easier for me to put together an email in the future mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. makes it easier for me to build my audience from our current you know, list right. of people that we have yeah. in our database. In a smarter way. Yeah, like targeting yeah. tools, you know, like yeah. as a marketer, I'm always trying to figure out what's the best way I can target people. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm always when I'm running a new campaign in a new industry that I know nothing about, I'm always out there searching around on Google, like find me newsletters that speak to this audience, digging through five or different, six different ones to figure out which ones, are, you know, have an option that I could potentially send an e-blast out. Mm-hmm. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm trying to always refine my, you know. Uh, audience there and it's stuff that's t- it's very time consuming i'm like maybe there's a way that ai could help improve that in the future yep. make it easier yep. to do that yep. you know or even if i'm thinking like one of our vars like maybe there's going to be easier ways to build solutions where you know you can come to maybe to blue star's site or something and we have a solution builder that's powered by an ai in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. that you can just punch in hey my customer is looking for, for point of sale yeah. they're a small retailer they're focused on groceries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they you know and and they typically have about you know, 2,000 transactions a day or something like that. Maybe that's the kind of stuff you can punch in that can, you know, pull from all these disparate, you know, vendors and solutions and say, all right, here are three solutions that should match, you know, what your customer's looking for. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that would be very handy and useful. So, again, I'm not trying to get rid of our sales folks who would ideally be helping them (laughs) with that conversation. But well, let's be honest, we also know there's a lot of people who don't, they'll skip those people anyway. They're mm-hmm. they're the ones who go online, do the research themselves. Maybe they're mm-hmm. going direct to Blue Store and buying straight from there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing the work on their own anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a way to pull them to you where they, you know, they're doing the work on your website and your you know, in your space, and then when they find what they want, they can just click buy mm. and move forward from there. Mm. Why not? So. Yeah, all right. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. And then the lawyers sh- slow everything down, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, someone will throw a wrench in the works somehow. So. 
All right. Well, hey, this has been this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad yeah. we're talking about. We this. got more we, topics we got a little, here that we could get, keep oh, getting we do. into. I, I, Maybe we should come back in like three months. A, and, yeah, yeah, this could be like a monthly or quarterly right. conversation like, until it starts settling a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but but before we get to some VAR value and kind of maybe really explain a little bit more about how our VARs could benefit from yes, some of this, yes, uh, we want to, as always, thank our Tech Connect sponsors. We appreciate all the folks that sponsor our Tech Connect program that sponsor the podcast directly, like Zebra, Intel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll name a couple. I was like, of you're them. gonna start naming them all. Just a couple of them. Just a couple of them. We'll do a couple at a no time. No offense if Dean left someone out. It's not like we forgot you. We just, you know, we, every once in a while we'll read we're read off the entire yeah, list because there's so many of you at this point. Yes. yes. Uh, as always, if you like the show, though, we need to know. So if you're watching us on YouTube right now, go down below. There's always that like button to hit just to say like, yeah, I like this. Uh, if there's, you know, if if you want to leave a comment, go leave a comment. Tell us what you think. I got What's your idea? opinion on AI? You could ask AI what to ask us. What should I ask John and Dean? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And it's going to go, John who? Dean who? Well, actually, it's not going to ask you that. It's, it's going to pick some other random John and Dean. Yeah. Submit your AI question. S- somehow, I don't know like. if the Tech Connect podcast is part of the database and data set that these were trained on. Well, but, it's clearly not Jasper. It doesn't go, that's, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, see, we didn't start the pod until after that. So. Yeah, right. Uh, but hey, you know, if you like the show, also subscribe to us. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to Blue Star's YouTube channel. We're doing lots of fun, great video content there. You're not going to want to miss it. Plus, you get notified whenever we get a new episode out. Yep. Uh, if you are on your podcaster of choice, make sure you subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating or review if that's a possibility. I'd love to see some more five-star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts, for instance. Be happy to read some of those on air if you leave us some, some, some feedback. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as always... As Dean has mentioned a few times here, we need to hear from you and what you want to hear about on the show. Absolutely. So even if you got to ask an AI to tell you that, to, mm-hmm. you know, to, what should I ask a couple guys doing a podcast about VAR to, right? you know, channel trends yep. or something or whatever? Yep. Fine. Whatever it is, there's always a link in the show notes where you can send your submissions into us for topic ideas, your thoughts, your feedback, people you want to hear from, <clears throat> industry deep dives you want vendors you want us to talk to, mm-hmm. whatever it is, send that information to us. Just for doing so, we will send you a Technic Podcast t-shirt. Boom. Jody, you have one of the t-shirts. How, how is it? Do you like it? I love my t-shirt. It's so soft and wonderful. There soft you go. and wonderful. Soft yes. and wonderful. That's yes, perfect. That, that's like that's like something you put on the back of a book jacket, you know? Soft and, <laughs> and wonderful. wonderful you know? yes. Like Jody Costa, marketing <laughs> it. Uh, so, so maybe we'll put that on the next t-shirt. Like, yes, you know, soft next, and wonderful. The, <laughs> so, guys, um, just while we were while we were chatting, I asked the chat GPT, what questions should I ask the Blue Star Tech Connect podcast? <laughs> and so, you know, a couple that it said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It said, what inspired you to start this podcast and how has it evolved since the beginning? Share some of your interesting, surprising insights you've gained from interviewing experts in the tech industry. What emerging techs do you think will have the greatest impact on society? Blah blah blah. So I will. I will. Uh, I'll send you the full list. There you there go. You go. Maybe Jody. Boom. That could be. That could be an entire episode. Right there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We, like the, we got to answer the AI. <laughs> the Chat GPT generated <laughs> episode of the Decadec podcast. Oh, I so. love it, Jody. You're awesome. Oh, That's perfect. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right, folks. So yes, as always, please send us your ideas. <laughs> and as always, follow us, connect with us. You can always email us techconnect at bluestarink.com and find us on Twitter at techconnectpod. All right, let's wrap things up here, as always, starting with our value to the VAR. Yes. Uh, this is where we kind of try to find a takeaway yes. for our, our uh, We've been talking listeners. a lot about VARs today. Yeah, but I, think, anyway. I think we yeah. have here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I want to get into it because, obviously, we're talking about this mostly from a marketing and advertising mm-hmm. perspective because mm-hmm. we're you know, we're marketers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jody, do you think outside of marketing and advertising, do you see any places where AI tools could benefit VARs to improve their business? What what else could they potentially do with these tools, either as they exist now or, you know, maybe as this evolves in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to remember we use AI every day, all of us, um, whether we know it or not. So AI is a pretty broad, uh, a broad term. But I think these language models, and we describe pretty, uh, pretty well how how useful they are uh, in terms of research. So I think even from um, uh, just consolidating your research methods in terms of product development or market market insights and things like that, you could start with ChatGPT to start to get a list of uh, maybe. Uh, uh, blogs to follow or books to read or places to, to, to kind of really hone your research if you're developing new products or new markets. Uh, I also think the customer experience side is a really good opportunity. So 
um, how do you better serve your customers um, and in, implement AI in order to um, speed their um, solution, you know, issue resolution or things like that. And then, of course, a lot of the technology that our partners and us are bringing to the table, AI is being built into our software platforms in order for those platforms to more functionally and you know effectively support people. So, yeah, lots of good things happening. But I think from the VAR perspective, you know, work with your partners um, because AI is already kind of being in you know, being developed in the products and then um, look for ways to improve the customer experience and um, speed your research. Oh, I love it. I like Those it. are good things. Yeah, and and you can really ask it different questions. As we've talked, we we have folks focused on the marketing aspect, but yeah, seriously, yeah. I mean, you can ask it business-related questions like, yeah. you know, how how should we use machine vision in mm-hmm, WMS? Mm-hmm. And it'll give you an answer, some insightful stuff, you know, maybe that you weren't thinking about or, and to, to Jody's point on the research, you know, expediting research and, and because as business owners or if you're into the business itself uh, and, and really want to do well, you know, these are the types of things that you're right, asking right. yourself. It can help speed that along. So it's really fascinating the the way that you can utilize yeah, the tool. I agree. So a couple little things I thought of is like maybe like writing better proposals. So let's right? say you've, yes. you're trying to pitch yourself to a customer. Mm-hmm. You, there's a project come along. <clears throat> sorry, there's a project that's come along. You want to be able to be the first on top of that. Yep. You want to explain your company's value or whatever. Mm. Maybe just it can help you maybe write a little bit of a better Mm -hmm. proposal or at least give you a framework for what Mm -hmm. a proposal could look like. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, Automating processes. We've had we've had an entire episode before about automation and how VARs can use, you know, automation to improve their day to day work and get faster and better and, and continue to grow. I'm sure there's some AI tools that could potentially help out with that. Yep. Internal communications. Mm, you mentioned you sent really out a, good you know, some stuff to your team yeah. that was written through that. If I don't know, maybe you're a manager that like you're you're great at, you know, understanding how sales work and working with your team like that. Maybe you're, you know, a good pep talk manager type person, but maybe you're just not great at writing, you know, mm-hmm. and you want to have write some better emails or something. Maybe this can still be at least a cut above what you would normally write and give you some ideas for inspirational emails that you could send out to your team or something. I'm making the note right now. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, the first time you send that an email that I'm going to know is written by chat GBT. I'm going to no, call no, no, you no, out for the it, internet so. that we're launching. Oh, Go ahead. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I mentioned this earlier because there's been some conversation around it. And I mm. haven't really dove into this part of it because I've been focused on the marketing part, but coding. And I, I, I it sounds so like fascinating. It yeah, sounds like right? there are opportunities here. And this seems to me is like one of those places where like this may be where this really kind of ends up taking off as an mm-hmm. actual real benefit mm-hmm. is 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 some coding. Now, granted, there's been some people who have said, oh, I've done this and it's what it spit out was bad code Terrible or whatever. Work, yeah. But again, it's one of those things where I think if you have a coding expert who can kind of Mm-hmm. Give a little more input on the back end and explain mm-hmm. what they want. I mean, imagine how useful that could be if it could help you spit out, you know, code oh my a gosh. little bit faster and easier or, than before. So, right, debug code, uh, debug, yeah, yeah. That too, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Or so. write a macro, write an Excel macro for mm-hmm. this, yep. you know. So, if you know, for, for our you. software partners, maybe there's some, you know, some mm-hmm. applications there that can help them, you know, accelerate their business, fascinating, and make better yeah. software. Yep. So, yep. Yep. some of the stuff that I had in mind there. Yep. All right, let's wrap up, as always, with What's Tech Connecting with You, our fun segment where we get to talk about something in the world of science, tech, innovation, business. Mm-hmm. We just want to want to chat about Carl yes, or I yes, got our yes, attention. Yes, 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 yes. We want to get into it. Jody, I'll let you kick off here. What's Tech Connecting with you right now? Oh, boy. You guys know that I never have anything actually tech connected with me <laughs> <laughs> um, other than what we just talked about with AI. But So I will throw out where I started um, uh you know, kind of when, when ChatGPT launched and my, my brain immediately went to one of my all-time favorite movies, Jurassic Park. And I couldn't help but think of Dr. Ian Malcolm and saying, you know, just because you, you can, you know, you never stop to think that you should, or, you know, right, that, that quote. Um, and I thought, you know, have we unleashed the dinosaurs <laughs> with <laughs> language uh, models? And so I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. Um, but also, you know, thinking about evolution and, and it is time to evolve and, and to, to kind of embrace technology. So I'm tech connecting by kind of going back to my, my sci-fi roots on Jurassic Park and, and really thinking through, you know, what where are we today? And um, I love the big concept stuff, uh, the philosophy side of this. So. Um, that's where my brain is. Right that's now. good stuff. Yeah. You know, par- it's healthy to, to, to paraphrase. Yeah, to paraphrase Dr. Malcolm, AI uh, finds a way. Finds a way. Well played, John. Well played. Oh, All right, what's well, tech with you? Uh, so, uh, do you have enough subscriptions in your life yet? Yes. Oh, you do. I no, mean, but I've got Jody. There's do you more. Do a lot of there's, these subscriptions. Had, are, you, yes. 
Are you bringing yeah. in food? Are you, you know, Netflix? No, we're doing and... a good amount of subscriptions, but um. Well, I got a better one for you. This one will make you. Go. This one will make you feel better. Subscription trash can send food waste to farms instead of landfills. So okay. there's a company okay. out there that will help reduce waste. Right, the team uh, is called Mill. Actually, is the name of the, the company. A garbage can that doubles as an indoor composter, but also for thirty-three dollars a month, yeah. they'll come and collect it and then take it out to farms uh, where they can utilize the compost. Right, that's pretty um, cool. So I kind of like that one. I was like, yeah. hmm, you know, I'm subscriptioned out, but thirty-three dollars a month to do, you know, so they, they give you the device, right, right, and it sits there and it does its composting. I I think once a month or something like that, they come and collect it, and then they take it out to the farms in their in their neighborhood. I'm mm. like, now that's a good subscription. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Right. All right. So yeah. we're all investing in the company. It's yeah. called Mill. I kind of like that. I mean, because I because I keep hearing on podcasts about like Lomi. I think is what it's called, which is kind of like a Lomi. Desk. Did it's kind of like yeah, it's like mm. a tabletop composter. Oh, okay. That you like you know you keep like on the counter or whatever you know right. and like put yeah. stuff in it and basically it just generates compost that then you got to go take out and put it in your yard or do yeah. whatever. Uh, like, okay. Right. Can I skip that part? Of I, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sit out there and... What's that, Jerry? Reticle, I can plug them. Um, I have one. It's uh, I have it off a of Kickstarter. So maybe I do Tech Connect. Okay. The Reticle is cool. It's like um, the size of a garbage can, and it's these microorganisms that break down food waste really quickly into compost. And it runs, like, really quiet. You don't smell it or anything. But I call them the creatures. So, like, when we have leftover stuff in the fridge, I'm like, I got to go feed the creatures. <laughs> But it is, it's crazy. Like you waste next to nothing when you do stuff like that. And I hadn't heard of the subscription. That's really cool. I think I'm in. I yeah, don't know. I've never, this is a new world to me, but yeah, I want to do good. And I'm not going to get into the whole carbon offset and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. But, you know, I, I can It is something beneficial for the environment. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, now, yeah I just yeah. want to point out for anyone who listens to the, the audio only podcast, yes. when Jody said feed the creatures, she totally did the like evil scientist <laughs> yes. kind of finger Ooh, wiggles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got to go feed the creatures. I love that. That. Uh, all right, what's that connecting with you, all John? Right, well, we always enjoy talking about the James Webb Telescope. And yes, I, And we I love do. that this thing is just a an endless, like, you know, an endless pool of new yes. discoveries and cool yes. pictures and stuff. And yet, apparently, uh -oh. it's it's so cool. No, 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 that's not a bad thing. Oh. It's so cool that it's even finding stuff that it didn't even plan on finding. Oh, great. So apparently, this, this uh, headline says, The James Webb Space Telescope just found an asteroid by total accident, its <laughs> smallest object yet. <laughs> It's a Washington Monument-sized space rock that was discovered in data not intended to hunt asteroids and shows how useful the powerful telescope is close to home. So apparently, again, I, I don't understand. Oh, is this the one this. that came within a mile of us or a, a million miles? <clears throat> um, I don't know. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, a mile would be too close. Yeah, right? so yeah, 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 a mile would be a little scary. Uh, it didn't clarify that, but it just oh. mentioned they were apparently using something called mid-infrared instrument which is a whole different data collection mm -hmm. thing that it's supposed to do, not intended for asteroids. But mm -hmm. apparently, as they were sifting through the data, a random small asteroid that they had never seen or found in any other way, it was like, you know, it, you know, just found within that data, and they, you know, did a little more digging, looked at it, yep. and yep. you know, trained some actually some other telescopes yep. on it, and found like, oh, hey, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Well, and infrared is uh, I found is key there because right. the visual light thing. If there's clouds out in space, whether it's gas or whatever, right, right. we can't see through that. But infrared, you can. Yeah. So maybe that's what kind of unlocked it, this. And oh, exactly. Well, look at what we just found. <laughs> and maybe there's some nice practical implications for finding, you know, more interesting like smaller objects close to home that we don't detect. You know. We Kind of want to know about those, right? Yeah, yeah. If they're going to kind of like run into us, yeah, uh, I'd say that's anyway. sort of important. You know, you don't yeah. want that, you know, bus size. And granted, you know, it's got to start out pretty big to get to us but as still, a bus size. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, I know. Yeah. I love that. We don't thing. need any surprises. Yeah, so. that's cool. That's cool. So I like just, it. Just a cool, another cool little thing that the uh, JWST has has yes. accomplished. So. Yeah. All right, that's what's tech connecting with us today. Jody, thank you so much for Thanks, joining Jody. us again. We always love having you on. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys inviting me today and to talk about uh, AI. It's just been it's been awesome. I really appreciate it. Of course. And of course, we'll we'll have you back again in the future. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we know you're gonna be back on the show. Just 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 accept it. There's a I love this show. A warm virtual seat waiting for you at all times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so until next time, folks, we do have to unplug, but hey, uh, maybe um, you know, let some little creatures yeah. eat up your, your meals yes. and send it to a farm yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Like the whole sending it to a farm upstate yeah, kind of gets a weird connotation. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, folks, please stay connected.
Technic Podcast is brought to you by Zebra. All right, Dean, um, this this ad was not written by an AI. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Fair you. enough. Um, I mean, I, some of this content I got from something Zebra put out. Yes. So I'm assuming they didn't do that. But either way, mm, good point. this is not an AI reading this. All right. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast. So it's here. Fair enough. What do we got? Uh, introducing the TC53 and TC58, the first members of a new generation of Zebra mobile computers designed to do more. All right. What makes the, these devices so different? Hmm, let's see. Uh, oh, you don't know? No, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know why you Should don't I ask somebody? Yeah, no, no, no. Ask an AI. Uh, no, we're not going to ask an AI. We're going to tell you. New hardware that redefines mobile computing performance. New solutions, sensor technologies, and all the latest and fastest wireless technologies, including 5G, Wi-Fi, 6E, and CBRS. It's redefining the world of possibilities. Holy moly. A class-leading full HD plus 6-inch display helps workers to see more, do more, and scroll less. I'm always wrong. Even that. better. I don't like to have to no. like, scroll through. Yeah. You, know, you want to be able to see it, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just want to see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, with Zebra-only mobility DNA tools, the TC53 and 58 deliver a built-in advantage, maximizing user productivity while minimizing IT complexities throughout the entire device lifecycle. Nice. Also, new manufacturing technologies make them thinner, yet even more rugged. We always want to get thinner, mm, smaller, easier absolutely. to stick in your pocket and yet not shatter the first time you <laughs> accidentally drop it. That would be floor. ideal. Yeah. Yes. The TC53 and 58 mobile computers offer a new generation of data collection a new level of operational efficiency, and a new level of workforce productivity. Boom. Driving new possibilities into the world of mobility. To learn more about these devices and find resources like spec sheets, a battle card, and more tools to help you sell, check out the link in the show notes. Technic Podcast is also brought to you by ELO. Another introduction of some new some new products yes. here. Introducing the 70 series full HD Ooh. professional grade touch monitors. Nice. Uh, it's always cool when you open new stuff out. Yes. You know, kind of cool new touch technology. Yes, really yes, yes. The 70 series delivers professional grade, feature rich platforms, well suited for POS, interactive digital signage, self service, document signing, and more. All right, let's talk some features here. We All right. Love, we love getting to these features. Yes, sir. A narrow border touch screen. Okay. Energy Star 8.0 certified. So Ooh, be environmentally 8. conscious 0. with this one here. Ooh, yeah. Scratch resistant surface. All right. Durable IK07 design. Low blue light and flicker free. Best. Touch on screen display. Display tilt from 20 to 70 degrees. Built in speakers and a collapsible stand for visa mounting. There you go. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> More than impressive. And we, we're not even done here. We haven't even talked about that it's available in 22, 24, or 27 inch sizes. Mm-hmm. Lacquer white housing. The 70 series will deliver the quality and reliability you expect from me, though, obviously. Yeah. Back with the standard three-year warranty, extendable to five years with optional advanced unit replacement. To learn more and be the first to sell these new touch monitors, check out the link in the show notes. 